Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing The Circle and recapping This Week in TV. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How are you doing, man? I am doing pretty good, Carlos. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Um, tired, but you know it is how it is. <laughs> we are hundred percent, hundred percent feel you. <laughs> I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Um, you know? It didn't help that we saw the movie we saw last night. I, I was just that drained a lot for me. And then I don't know. I watched a lot of TV last night. Uh, which is surprising because now I've seen a lot of the stuff from last week, but you did not. So it's it's different than usual, especially this past these past couple of months. Normally, you're the one who's like, "Oh, I'm caught up," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm like two weeks behind on everything." So that'll be um, interesting to see how TV goes. But um, you want to talk about this movie first? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so The Circle. Ozzy, did you have any, like, I mean, you kind of lowered my expectations going into this movie, to be honest, because um, you sent me a text right after you saw this movie. Um, The text I sent Carlos was, as soon as I saw this movie, was, look, man, let me even tell you the story of me even going to see this movie. My car battery died on me, basically, that day. And then work, as soon as I went into work that day, it was just a crap day. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I wanted, I was kind of hopeful for this movie. You know, I thought, I thought this movie would cheer me up, you know? And I went in there and damn, it felt like I was at work again. It was just so, it, it just, it, it felt like one of those movies where I was just forced to watch it at this point. You know, I wanted to walk out of the theater, but I already paid my money. So, I was just like, might as well. So, you know, I was stuck in a bind. Um, yes, that is the text he sent me, that it felt like work. And you did lower my expectations. I was like, because, um, I mean, I didn't have, I had decently high expectations. I mean, it was like, oh, uh, you know, the circle, sure, it could be okay. And then you kind of lowered it, and I was like, it's probably going to be bad. Um, but I still tried to give the movie a chance. And um, I was pleasantly surprised for the first, like, 30, well, I don't even know, I I'll get into the length of this movie in a minute, but um, for the first chunk of it, the first act, I guess, I was pretty, it's like, yeah, this isn't bad. And then there's a couple, there's a sequence of back-to-back scenes that know, that let me know this is going to go downhill. <laughs> and we will talk about that um, in a minute, but let's start positive. Ozzy, what are some of your positives for The Circle? Um... Carlos, I'm just letting you know my positives aren't going to be that extensive, probably. All right. Um, So one of the only positives that I can give you is Tom Hanks is good. He's good. He's good. Mm -hmm. He's good in the movie. Um, That's it so far. I'll let you (laughs) take it away from the positives because – Trying to try to think of something, but I don't know if I can come up with any more. Yeah. Okay. So Tom Hanks, you're right. He's pretty good. He's – he doesn't have too too much to do necessarily like it's not a very challenging role but i mean he was fine in the role i would say the same for emma watson although i have more I have, oh boy no, no i have issues with her character but i don't think her performance was necessarily the problem now there's other characters and like her performance at all there's other characters in the movie that i think that it's a mat it's both like the characters written horribly and the performances are bad but i don't think emma watson's performance was the problem so that's all i'll say she was fine i, I believe in uh, the written review on our website screenfellows.com brianna said that she was passable and i think that's a good way of putting it she she's passable in the movie she's fine um what did you think of her american accent though because that's something brianna did have a problem with 
Dude, I had a major problem with her American accent. Really? Like, there were times where I didn't. Yeah, like there were some times where I couldn't even understand what she was saying because you could totally tell that she was slipping. Um, totally tell she was slipping. Yeah, see, and I, I don't that know. was a that was that was a major problem for me. Okay. And um, I mean, I will agree with you for the most part. It was the script. Yeah. With her character, but at the same time, like I thought, I was also watching Belle on screen. Yeah. And because she had the same facial expressions a lot of, throughout the whole entire movie, basically, like there really wasn't any emotion towards what she was doing, like half the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just I, that's why I, that's why I'm gonna go ahead and say it's also her performance. Her performance really didn't buy me at all, and it kind of felt phony to me. Mm-hmm. So it, she's not passable to me. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll keep talking about her once we get into negatives, um, and her perform or in her character because she's having issues with that character. Um, okay, so let me think here. We had the only other real positive that I have before we move on into negatives is that this movie does deal with some interesting concepts, and they do ask some I think even important questions when it comes to technology and how connected everyone is and how the more connected we become the less private our lives become and if that's a good thing or a bad thing but the problem is and this will transition us right into our negatives i guess unless you have anything else which i don't think you do um, i think i got like one more thing all right then yeah, all right go for it then and i'll transition us in i will say that it kind of did build and this is like a negative well i'll use this as like my last thing but um one, like like you said, it does have an interesting story, and it does kind of feel like Black Mirror in a sense, where they use like futuristic technology mm-hmm. to to make it to kind of get like a concept of how things can possibly be. Mm-hmm. So it is it is interesting in that way because they do. It's a pretty interesting premise. Do they execute it well? That's a whole nother story. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, I will say the here's where I kind of do my first negative. If that's cool with you, yeah, go for it. Um, the movie does a great job of building tension, but since it does a good job of building tension, like you already know what's going to happen. Like you, it's it's predictable what's going to happen. Because I can tell you, like, and I was mad that I was actually on the edge of my seat, but I was like, I, I'm mad that I'm on the edge of my seat because I already know what's going to happen. But the good, the uh, the director was actually pretty good at building that tension, though. Okay, I will say that. All right, all right. Well, let's fully transition to negatives here. And oh my gosh, um. Dude, the okay. script in this film it's, is horrendous. It's atrocious. Okay, dude. it's it honestly is the worst script of 2017. I will so say so far. Yeah, yeah, like it is so stupid. <laughs> it is so dumb. Like the characters, like the characters are talking, and I'm literally like the logic just goes right past them, like. <laughs> I don't understand. Like John Boyega's character was so stupid. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. John Boyega is in this movie. You might forget yeah. even just watching the movie because he's only in the movie for like maybe five minutes. Um, and if, when he's there, like it's stupid. Like he, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Actually an important part of the company. Oh, you know what? Oh my God. Maybe, even- maybe spoilers, but I don't know. Don't see this movie. So whatever. Um, okay. Here, this might be an unpopular opinion and maybe, and I think I definitely, if you say that it's, it was the script, I can definitely agree with you. But I think that also I'm just at the point with this actor. I don't like John Boyega. I'm sorry. I don't like John Boyega. Sorry. He has never really impressed me. He didn't impress me in the force awakens and he didn't impress me in this at all. And I agree that definitely the part, part of the problem. And that's goes for a lot of the actors in this movie. A part of the problem is the script, but John Boyega just did not impress me at all. He didn't bring anything to the role. Um, I just I was unimpressed by him when he, and again he had little he had a little screen time, so maybe if he had more, he would have had some more time to move or to maneuver. But geez, I don't know. He didn't impress me. And I'm there's a scene. There is a scene in the movie where he and um, Emma Watson like they kind of it's a kind of important scene in the movie because he's revealing to her like a bunch of things that a bunch of future plans for what's going on in this company or whatever and it 
doesn't really make any sense. But anyway, um, that scene was just so awkward. The way he, he the what he was doing with this character was just strange. Like the, there was one thing, and I know I noticed it, and then I heard somebody behind me say it, and I was like, "Thank you." When he walks, when John Boyega walks in this movie, I don't know if it's a him thing or if it was something he was trying to do with his character for some reason. But when he walks, his arms don't move. I was just like, what? <laughs> like, his arms don't move. I, was like, I noticed it. I was like, that's strange. And then somebody behind me like whispered it to their friend. And I was like, thank you. I'm not the only one noticing that. Um, but anyway. So that I didn't scene, notice it. But... Yeah. That scene was really just awkward. And the I, again, I think part of it was that the scene, dialogue. That scene was really awkward. And that scene was also very stupid due to the dialogue. Because yeah. I was sitting there. And I was thinking logistically, this didn't happen. So why didn't you just ask him? Yeah. I, so, I, don't I don't know. know. It um, was uh, ridiculous, that part. Um, and then when they reveal, like, the whole thing with John Boyega's character, you're just like, I don't really care. And, like, we had seen the character twice in the movie. The first time for, like, two minutes, and then the second time was this time. And it's supposed to be this huge deal. And I'm just like, I don't care. And then Emma Watson's reaction was just kind of like, this. I feel like this should be a bigger deal to us because of how huge you're reacting but we don't care and ultimately i think that's the biggest problem with this movie i didn't care about any of the characters emma watson was bland in this movie her character was bland in this movie and i don't think the, the again the script didn't do her any favors and I, so i guess i kind of agree with you but in the same sense i don't think it's really her fault i do think that the script is most of the problem honestly it's just they didn't give her anything to work with i didn't care about the I character really didn't, at all. I didn't, no, she didn't show any emotion. Like, if you're yeah, going to be, like... Maybe that's it, too. I don't know. Like, she really didn't... That's what I'm saying. She was not passable. Like, if you're going to work with a crappy script, at least do... For me, Tom Hanks was good. He was. He was selling off this character. And I really... You know, I was I was kind of invested in that character for the... For the amount of screen time that he was in there, I was more interested in what he was doing than what Emma Watson was doing because Emma yeah. Watson really didn't show any care, any emotion in her lines. Yeah, um, and that that is a huge problem. That is a huge problem. Yeah. Um, let me think. What else do we have here? Okay, let's talk about uh, the character of Mercer. I believe his name is uh, played by. Eller. Elter Coltrane. Yeah, something like that. I'm trying to think who, what else he's been. Eller, in. sorry. Yeah. Eller, sorry. Oh, he was in Boyhood. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. He hasn't been in much. And um, that's a good thing. This dude is horrible. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord. Oh, yeah. He, has, so he goes up. There is, this, there is a scene with Emma Watson. <laughs> it's supposed to be dramatic. And he ends it with, bye, what? <laughs> I'm so, so bad. Oh are my you, gosh. Are you a middle school girl? That's what like, this whole conversation <laughs> It was more. Like. Okay. All right. Again, and I know I've said this a lot, but I, I have to say it again. The script is so bad. I'm telling like this scene. The people don't even feel like people. No, not they at really all. They really don't. There was a scene with these two people going up to Emma Watson discussing her like her discussing her social life yeah. after work and that scene bothered the crap out of me because they were just like yeah you know it's it's not a problem no 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 it has nothing to do with your work we're just concerned that you're not really like it was so weird yeah and it didn't accomplish not anything like people I, at yeah. all after that scene i literally i was like sitting there like what was the purpose of that? It nothing actually happened. It, and Emma Watson's character, oh my gosh, her character. This is where I'll say it was a script. Her character was so ridiculously stupid. Yeah, um, it's pro her character was probably the dumbest character I've seen so far in twenty seventeen. Yeah, because it was so stupid. Like the signs are clearly obvious, and you continue to go deeper into the path. Yeah, and it's there's no logic to it at all. She just kept like, or she just keeps doing different things where you're just like, why? It doesn't make any sense for you to make this decision, and that goes for a lot of the characters. <laughs> um, to go back to that one scene uh, with Mercer, jeez, okay, um, it was laughably bad. Like I came out of that 
movie and I was like, well, at least I got a good laugh in there because, man, it's just the, the lines were horrible, but then he didn't deliver them well at all. Like, and again, I think that part of it's the direction as well, because I was sitting there like there's awkward pauses throughout this entire thing. Like, how did the director not say, like, like, make it flow better or something i don't know anything like it was just so bad i did i'm just sitting there like how did this whole scene get by the editors get by the producing company like it was that bad it it, it's honestly and that was one of the scenes that was right after the john boyega taking um emma watson down to the whatever um scene and i was just sitting there like all right, I know what kind of movie I'm here for now. <laughs> um, so, geez, that that scene, um, it's it's something special. Uh, last, I have two more things. You have uh, you have any more? Oh, you can say what you have to say. All right. Um, the end of this movie is dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it just kind of, it just kind of happens, and you're just like, okay, not sure that that makes any sense. And then I got to. I happened to look at my phone at the hour mark after watching this movie. And I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's only been an hour. This movie felt way longer than it actually is. And that is not a good thing. It, um, it, the, I guess, that spe- yeah, I guess that speaks to the pacing. It does it. really drag. And it's only an hour and fifth minutes. And it yeah. feels like you're in, in there for three hours. Yeah. It, it felt at least two twenty, and I was sitting there and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's only been an hour. And that's why at the top, I couldn't even say like how much of the first portion of the movie I liked. I have no idea. I, I can't, Put the Probably places of like the, the movie. First 10 minutes. I yeah, I don't know. Probably I can't. Like I can't place the first or the um, movie in a, into a certain time because I'm like, I got to an hour mark. I'm like, this has only been an hour, so I have no idea how long <laughs> it was that I actually liked. So I I don't know. All right, um, I think we've destroyed this movie thoroughly enough. It was kind of sad, actually. When did Karen Gill- Gillan's character go like crazy? Oh, yeah. That kind of came out of nowhere, too, and that was another script thing where I was like, you didn't lead up to this really at all. It just kind of happens, and there's this whole jealousy thing, kind of, and you're just like, she was like best friends with her five minutes ago, and you didn't show any tra- transition. It's just kind of instant. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, like Karen Gillan like, was fine too. Um, I'll say that I I didn't mind her performance. I thought she actually did something interesting with her character. I think I think I think she did good as like the crazy workaholic, and then when she kind of broke down, I, I did like seeing her do that. But it was kind of just like so quickly. Yes, that you didn't know where it came from. Yeah, she did. She did um, a good job in kind of both versions of her character, right? But at the same time, like. I, you have to show us that transition. But again, that's not her fault. That's the script and the direction. And it's just, geez. All right. Um, let's rate this movie. She would have been a better lead. She would have been a better lead. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's a statement. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say something. I'm going to go ahead and say Ooh, something. Okay. A bold statement here. I am slowly starting to think that Emma Watson is not as great as everybody thinks she is. She's not. I She's not. I've had that thought. I'm not gonna lie. I had that she's thought while not. I was watching like, the movie. Really, <laughs> like she's really not because I thought I was watching Belle moping around, and I'm just. I already saw Beauty and the Beast. I wanted to see the surf. Oh. And she, I don't know, man. She, if there is another movie with her and she's not that great, I'm gonna go ahead and say that she's not a great actor. Uh, she can't yeah. pass her money. Look, okay, she's had some good performances. Miles is like, Miles like this depressed face just kind of washed over him. And now it's turning into angry. Um, and he is showing me like the perks of being a wallflower and all these different things. And um, he's like, yeah, she's, I, I get it. She's had good performances. She's the greatest Hermione as well. But, and look, I'm not saying she's a bad actor. I'm just saying that maybe she's not at the caliber that people want to kind of kiss her into. And, you know, maybe maybe she's not winning any Oscars anytime soon. (laughs) Miles is flicking me off. (laughs) It's just, oh, man. All right. Let's write this movie and move on. (laughs) What do you got it at? I got it at 1.9. Ooh, geez, dude. Okay. 
Um, okay. See, I was originally at a three, <laughs> but the more we talked about it, the more I was like, okay, maybe it's not even there. We're, um, we're probably going to discuss it after we stop talking about it on the on the show because I want to talk about it with you because this is so stupid. A lot of the stupidity in the plot, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a 2.8. It's it's really bad, dude. I don't see this movie. Please, jeez. All right. See, I because I'm looking at all my ratings right now, and I'm just like, and I have Collide at two. Yeah. I was like, Clyde was really bad. It was really bad. But so the circle was barely worse. So <laughs> Did I see Collide? Jeez, I don't even remember that. Um, I think you did, but again, it was it was so bad it's forgettable. I'm telling you, you need to have a for top 10 forgettable list, Carlos. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's... Speaking to my dad about it, he was like, that was a pretty good idea. I was like, I'm saying. Okay, then we can do it. <laughs> we always have these every Tuesday episode. We're like, hey, what should we talk about? I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on to TV recaps. And you said you only watched the DC shows, correct? Yeah, I was super busy because I, I came back from my trip and it was a mess. But, um, yeah. All oh, right. and I did catch up a little bit on Attack on Titan. Okay. I think they're going to do like a straight talk because that was like four episodes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it's gonna. I don't know how it's all working out, but I did. I am catching up on Attack on Time. I think I'm only an episode behind. Uh huh. Cool. So yeah. All right. Um, then let's talk about these DC shows. Do you want to start with Supergirl, or do you want me to just get into Flash because I have some things to say? Let's get into Supergirl, and then we'll get into Tuesdays up. Let's do. Uh, then we'll do. Uh, then we'll get into Flash. All right. Um, what do you think of this week's episode of Supergirl then? Um, I thought it was pretty interesting for the most part. The the actor who uh, who is the the villain, he's actually an eye zombie. So I was actually interested to see what he could do with the character because I, I did like uh, I do like him in eye zombie. He, I gotta say I want to see more of him. He did a pretty good job in Supergirl playing that that uh, a love interest for uh, Lena. Uh, I forgot what her name is, but the Luther Lena Luther, Luther. or Lena Luther. Yeah. Yeah. So I did think he did, uh, did play a pretty good love interest. I would have liked to see him more in the show. Unfortunately, they had to um, kill him off. By the way, this is a spoiler. Yes, full guys, spoilers, spoilers for everything. Yes, um, uh, but yeah, it, it was sad to see him go. But again, I did. I did think he bring he brought a little flavor into the show. I did like how uh, I did like how Supergirl was kind of working with her old boss to try to get some things done. Um, when it came to the reporting and, and stuff like that, I did like that aspect mm-hmm. of it all. And we really didn't get a, a lot of Alex this episode. Alex or her girlfriend this episode. I, I don't even remember seeing them in this in this episode at all. We also don't get a lot of uh, Manel. We only see him in a scene. In the scene that he's in, though, he's actually pretty good. Yeah. And we got a lot of Wynn and Guardian doing stuff. Mm. Okay, this this is um, okay. I agree with everything you said um, about when it comes to the positives of this episode. Um, the the Lena Luthor's love interest that they introduced that was great. I really liked that storyline. Actually, it was pretty interesting and cool. Um, and then I liked um, Kara trying to do all the reporting stuff and um, how that kind of interwove with the story with the actual villain plot. And then there's all the stuff with um, Wynn and Guardian. That was bad. <laughs> I really didn't care for any of it. I didn't care about it. And then there's, it, it's just. It just I, felt I, very forced. Yeah. And I used to like um, Wynn with this alien girl that he is with. And I'm just like, I don't like, I don't anymore. The, the, what they did with it or with her, um, that character I think if they would have made her the same person for the most part, then I would have been fine. But they kind of added that now she's kind of like crazy and she does all these reckless things. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> Stop. I don't care anymore. Um, I don't buy it. And I don't buy that Win would actually stay with her. So I just it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so basically, I liked the episode for the most part. But then every time Win was on the screen, they were dealing with something stupid. So I didn't care. That's my overall thoughts on the episode. I just didn't like how he got mad at Guardian. Yeah. For not wanting to have her on the team. Yeah. 
And look, we don't really like Guardian that much. Like, oh. I'm starting to just like Jimmy Olsen again. Okay. But in small doses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And this was just like, I was like, okay, you know, I don't like Guardian, but, you know, you're doing Guardian things. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go with it. But then Wynn gets upset that his girlfriend can't be a part of the team. And to me, that was stupid. Yeah. Like, he has every right to not want her a part of the team. And then he just cries about it. Yeah. All right. Let's, you want to move on to Flash? Oh, boy. I'm going to let Carlos take it away from here, guys, with the Flash. I'm so interested okay. to see what he has to So, say. the Flash. Um, oh, my. This episode was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, this is the episode, and this should have been a very cool episode because Barry goes to the future. Again, spoilers. We're getting all, all the way into it. Barry well, goes to the, the future. All right. In this episode. And he's trying to, because now, for some reason, now it's okay for him to mess with time, right? So he goes into the future purposely. And some for some reason, he needs Wally's help to go to the future. Okay. Um, but anyway, he goes to the future, and he's going to ask his older self ab- about how he trapped Savitar. All right. Sure. Um... The thing is, he goes, and it's about, what, six years into the future? Is that what it is? Seven? No, eight. It's seven or eight. Um, I it's think, 2024. Yeah, so it's so seven. seven. So he goes about seven years into the future. And everything, of course, is kind of like almost dystopian, but not really. It's just dystopian for their group. Um, Barry's, like, given up on everything, and uh, Cisco has lost both of his hands. All right. Um, which their explanation for that was kind of interesting, I guess. Um, of course, Iris is dead in this future. Um, and Joe is kind of whatever. And so is Julian. But the thing is, Barry goes. And at first I was like, this could be cool. And then something happens. And oh my gosh. I, if you saw my tweet about it, then you probably recognized it or thought on first glance, like, why is he posting a picture for... Spider-Man 3. It's not Spider-Man 3, people. It is The Flash. The Flash is doing this right now. He went to the future, and Barry was, like, all depressed and everything in the future. And he, like, quote-unquote, locked himself away and never comes out and doesn't talk about anything. Because, you know, he's moody and he's edgy now. And you know what else makes him edgy? His hair. They gave gave him, like, long (laughs) hair. (laughs) What the frick? so stupid i was like like as soon as it happens i'm just like what is going on right now and he's supposed to be like so edgy and depressed and like uh moody and whatever i'm just like oh my gosh this is actually happening oh my gosh it was so dumb and not only that but then like I mean, he, like, has to talk to himself. And, of course, like, it's horrible. And, look, I think Grant Gustin is a fine actor. But, oh, my gosh. Like, he didn't know what to do with this scene at all. He's sitting there, like, yelling at his himself. And he's like, how could you do this? And it's like, it, it's you. What are you talking about? Like, what, what is going on? <laughs> like, it's horribly written. The entire concept of this episode doesn't make any sense at all. And then... It's, I don't think Grant Gustin knew what to do with the performance whatever, whatsoever, and he just kind of was like, uh, bleh, and just kind of puked out a performance. Um, and then the logic of this of this show to at the end to be like, uh, uh, you know, maybe I should stay around in the future and help them. What? 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 Uh, no, <laughs> this is so dumb. Um, oh my gosh! And then Cisco like quote-unquote trapped in there because he wanted him to still like what is that i i don't know and then it still kind of felt weird in the future like it kind of felt like a creep yeah um all right and then finally and this is where we get into look we this season has not been good for the flash it really hasn't um it's had its moments but overall just not been good and the thing is I, I, that's been, especially this episode, like the whole emo Spider-Man three type thing that Barry was doing. That was enough where I was just like, man, this is really starting to depress me because season one, it's amazing. And then the rest of it, 
But the, the thing that's putting me over the edge and putting me towards, and I've told Ozzy this, and I'm going to say it now, I am this close to, I'm this close to just giving up on The Flash. I really am. Um, the, and the thing that's gotten me to that point, the real thing that's gotten me to that point is the fact that we are doing the who is the villain thing again. I'm tired of it. We're three seasons deep, and this is the third season now that we have done a who is the villain. Why? It's not like this is like a common theme in the DCCW shows. It's not. Arrow doesn't do that every every season. We had it this past season, but that was the first time. Was that the first time ever we've done that? Or maybe the second time out of five seasons? No, it was uh, back in season. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. it, the, back we, in season it, one with uh, yeah. Black Art. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, the, it's not a crutch that they always rely on, that these writers and, always rely on. But for least, some and reason. And at least, and at least Arrow's already shown the show knows it is. Yeah. But for some reason, the Arrow writers in particular think, like, this is the only way to go. Number one, they have to have a speedster villain. And number two, it has to be a mystery who it is. Guys, three seasons deep, I don't care anymore. I don't care who it is. You you can't keep doing this. Honestly, last season, okay, the first season, it was interesting because you had the enigma of Harrison Wells at the same time. And they kept giving you little teases and little things where you're just like, okay. And you thought maybe you can put it together now. And it was interesting and kind of cool that they kept going back or they kept not telling us, right? Then season two happens, right? And it's just, I didn't care. Uh, The thing is, with season two, they didn't, it wasn't well written. So that kind of kept it interesting in a, a negative sense almost because it wasn't well written. But at the same time, like that, it was bad in another sense because you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. And now this season, we're doing it again. And I don't, you, there's nothing interesting about it at all. They keep trying to give us this backstory and keep trying to tell us like, oh, uh, Savitar wants to kill. I don't care. I don't care. Um, that That's honestly kind of what has keep, gotten me to this point. I, I don't want to keep going with this show. And the thing is, I, I thought about, and this is where I want to talk to you, Ozzy. I thought, I've thought about maybe, you know what? I, I should have, I could have given up on Arrow the last two seasons because it was awful, right? The last two seasons, in my opinion, I know we disagree on season three, but for the most part, we agree, um, especially with season four. They were, it was bad, right? And then this past season, Arrow has been surprising me. And Arrow is back. I pronounced it back halfway through the season, right? Yeah. And I, I, I can totally see that happening with the Flash, but and I don't know if that's a good enough reason to hold on to the show when I could just cut the show and give my time to something else. Honestly, like there's so many shows I wanted to start watching. Twenty Four Legacy. I just started watching Fargo. Uh, there's so many other good shows that I could be watching with this time that I just don't have time with right now because I'm freaking watching this show that I don't care about anymore. They give me no reason to care. So I guess that's why I want to talk to you. And I know you're probably going to want me to keep watching the show and I get it, but do you understand where I'm coming from? Number one and hundred percent, man. I mean, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I feel the same way with sometimes with, with legends of tomorrow. Cause some of their logic there, it just, especially, I mean, I know we, you and I disagree in the season finale, but it's just, uh, the stupidity of the writing for the DCCW shows is sometimes ridiculous. Um, the fact that this is, I mean, I agree with you for The Flash, man. I mean, this is the third season in a row where it's who done done it. And it's ridiculous, man. I mean, like, why is it so hard for you just to show us who the villain is? If we're going to compare it to Arrow... At least Arrow knows. I mean, at least we already know who it is, and it makes the story even better. You know, it's not like um, it, 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 they're so focused on hiding this this villain, and it's ridiculous. And they're trying to vamp it up. I don't even think I'm going to care if we find out. Honestly, yeah. is this the guy in the metallic suit? It, God, it, it is ridiculously stupid at this point to, to keep doing that. And they, 
I, I think they confirmed for season four that it's not going to be a speedster. But at the same time, it, it's going to be, okay, well, are you going to do the same formula of who is it? It's like, it's the only trick so, that they have. Um, and it's kind of annoying, honestly. Like, I, I get that these kind of shows, they have to have these things that kind of grab you and keep you interested and keep you coming back. And for season one of The Flash, again, it was um, the reverse Flash and Harrison Wells and all these different things, right? And um, even Arrow kind of played with that and did the whole who dies thing. And that was, although that season didn't necessarily work, uh, that was a good way to kind of keep people interested, keep people coming back, you know? Um, Try something else. That's all I'm asking. It's... Flash is Flash is a tragedy at this point. It really is because season one is so good, and then there's this, and this is where we've come. And I'm honestly about to give up on the show, and I I might even I'm trying to think like how I can decide. I I'm really close, man. You have no idea. Like I'm thinking about just not watching the next episode. To be honest, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to decide if it's worth it for me to keep watching just in case it gets I say, better. I say you just watch it until the season finale and make your decision there. But, you know what I'm saying? I know. I've thought about that, too. But the thing that makes me nervous is that I don't want the season finale just to be good and me to be like, well, maybe it's getting better. And then it's... Well, no. I mean, you got well, to stick to your guns, man. I mean, who knows if the next episode will actually be crappy as well. Yeah. Because right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Because it doesn't make any sense. Because it was this, it was like Savitar. Apparently, Barry never knew who Savitar was until after the fact, or I don't even think he knows. He, no, he doesn't even know even still. Yeah, I guess. So it just doesn't make sense that he'll find out the next episode. And okay, why is that going to change anything anyway? Like if he okay, because he doesn't think. Obviously, it's going to be somebody we know because they're building it up to be who is Savitar, right? But he, yeah. at this point, the character doesn't think that it's somebody he knows, right? So why is finding out who Savitar is going to change anything at this point? It doesn't I affect anything. No idea. You're right. It really doesn't. Yeah. He's still going to. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to. It doesn't stop the fact that it's going to stop killing Iris. Yeah. I, he doesn't yeah. just specifically know now he's going to kill Iris. He's no man of the past. All right. uh, I boy. think we've that, dwelt on this show for too long. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else was on Tuesday. I don't know. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back. Um, we haven't talked in-depth TV in a while. So I guess Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back. It's hilarious. It's awesome. Um, I love that show. And it's it. I think it was a good decision to bring Brooklyn Nine-Nine back when... Um, New Girl finishes because New Girl is done and now Brooklyn Nine-Nine's back and I'm just like good because I liked them both being on the same night but at the same time I was sitting there like man uh okay like I don't know I don't know if I need both of these on the same night because they're both so good you know um so it's good to have one of them even when we don't have the other um trying to think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yes um set it before and I'll say it again Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing Flashpoint better than Flash did Flashpoint, and a lot better than Flash did Flashpoint. Um, But that's not a very high bar, I guess, because Flashpoint was just boring and horrible in the season of Flash. Um, But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., geez, this show is so good, dude. It's it's so good. Um, Because what they did, and this is, I I think I've explained this uh, before as well, but how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has started doing things, um, going back to last season, is they break up each season into sections. And it's a very defined story arc. And they even, like, change the title card for each story arc, right? And right now we are in the Agents of Hydra story arc. And it is so good, dude. It, it gives these actors room to play with their characters, which is great. Because it's cool to see characters that you know and care about in different lights. And then also, it's just an interesting story. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to figure out what Ada's trying to do. I'm trying to figure out what Ada wants. And there's all this different stuff. It's just, 
it's a cool story. It get, it's fun to see these characters um, in different ways. It's fun to see characters that were dead alive at this point, but also have them. It's not like, a, oh, they're alive again. You know, they're coming back because, you know, we have to write them in and we're going to come up with a stupid reason they're alive. No, it makes complete sense that these versions of characters would be alive. So that was awesome. It's just, it's the, the funny thing. This is considered by many to be one of, if not the best storyline Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has done. And I agree. I, it's it's that good. Um, I liked the Ghost Rider storyline. Um, and I wasn't the biggest fan of the LMD storyline um, from earlier this season. But, man, this, this storyline is great. I love it. Um, so it, it's so good. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., very good. Keep, give it a chance, people. Come on. Um, trying to think. What else? Wednesday. Tell you remind me of my freshman speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That, that's a fun memory. All right, anyway. Arrow. <laughs> let's talk about Arrow. Go for it, Ozzy. Um, I really did like this episode of Arrow, I got to say. I mean, Arrow is having some pretty solid episodes, uh, which is why we say that Arrow is probably the best dc cw show right now i did like the dialogue that was presented in front of oliver and felicity i thought they were gonna get back together at some point i was like what like are you good like are you gonna hello (laughs) i did think they had a really interesting conversations i will agree with you there Um, yeah and i did like the fact that she called him out on his uh hypocrisy yes Um, she was just like well you did it so why can't i do it uh, yes, like, I do. I do like that, but at the yeah. same time, I was like, "Oh, why are we throwing this back into his face?" I feel like every time Oliver gets over something, somebody throws it back into his face. But I get it. I think it, it made sense in this situation. Yeah, I mean, it, this situation it does make sense because Oliver is clearly the most experienced out of all of them when it comes to dealing with stuff like that. So he's he was trying to get her not to do the same thing, mm-hmm. but of course, Felicity was being Felicity. And she went ahead and did it. So I did like the dialogue and the interaction that she was having with the rest of the team as well. I don't like the dot. One of my negatives was definitely John and Lila because we haven't seen Lila a lot Mm. at all, actually. And we don't even know. Like, who does baby John stay with? I don't know. It's a good question. Like, there's no reason. Like, for me, there's no reason for us, for them to have a kid. And because it doesn't make, there's, you don't see him. So it doesn't affect the overall story. And it's just like they're married. They got married, I believe, in season three. I don't remember. And I now they might. That season and now, and now they might get a divorce. I don't know. It's it's kind of ridiculous at this point. And I kind of find John... Look, I get it that John doesn't like what his wife is doing in particular. But at the same time, it's kind of just like you don't understand from that perspective um, of where things are. You understand what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why I was... Like, like when she was presenting the argument, I was like, I mean, that makes sense. You know, because you guys were judging her. When you guys weren't doing her job, but now that one of you guys is doing the job, you kind of understand where she's coming. You kind of understand where Amanda Waller is coming from. Um, so I just didn't really like the argument that John was presenting yeah. and and stuff like that. I don't like what they're doing with their family because again, you can have the same John and Lila um, discussion without having a kid. They don't even mention their kid. Yeah, it's it's at that point. Like I, I forgot he had a kid. I was like, I, I was like, oh yeah. I, I forgot they they were even married. I was like, oh yeah, they're married. Yeah, they have a kid, right? I was kind of questioning. I'm like, they, don't they have a kid? Yeah. What, what do, who does he stay with? Because well, there's always that Argus, and John is always is with Oliver. So who does he? That's what I was saying. Like, who does he stay with? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't but, know. But um. I did like this. I did like Quentin and the the wild dog stuff going on with them trying to get his daughter back, and and all that. I did like that they related on that level, mm-hmm. and I did like seeing again. I mean, I really the one of the major positives in this season really is Oliver being mayor and dealing with you know things that he's never faced before. So he's dealing with grieving citizens. He's dealing with trying to put laws and put put that into effect because you do see that he does care 
about being mayor. So that's one of the positives that I will give this season overall. It, it, the stuff when when he's doing may, pol, political things, it's it's actually really interesting seeing him carry on those uh, those things as well. Yeah, um, I I agree. I I did pretty much like this episode. It wasn't the best, but it was fine. Um, I don't think we got enough Prometheus, um, but that's all right because the storyline we did get with. Um, just Felicity being extremely motivated to catch Prometheus. It's almost like she's trying to get revenge for Oliver, which is interesting. Um, the one thing that really bothers me about this episode and this point of the show is the whole Oliver being like, I'm not ready to put the hood back on or whatever. Like, but you still go out, but you just don't put the hood on. You, you, well, you put a mask to- on. He's trying to he, he like think about it as like a mantle that you're trying to weigh upon yourself, and it's something that I mean you have to think about it. And that episode was, I think, by you and I both, it was a very good episode. Yeah, where, I agree. Um, well, actually, for the mo- I mean, I was disappointed by it a little bit from what I remember, but I mean, but with the scenes that did show um, Oliver being tortured by Prometheus, it it really. It really did hurt him, and we and we do see it, and that's why I like seeing him wearing the mask in a way, and and going out there because you, it's still it 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 wasn't that episode wasn't for nothing. But you know it doesn't saying? it doesn't so make I, any sense so, if okay if you're going to say all right I'm not ready to do that that's fine but then don't go out it doesn't make it it drives me insane. No, he said that he's not he's not ready to to be the Green Arrow. Not that he's not ready to go out and fight. Because we already know that being that fighting is already intri- is already an integral part of him. Yeah, but that's just okay. not ready. To then be at the this green point, era. we're taking ourselves way too seriously. If it's like oh, I'm not ready to be the Green Arrow, means to like come on, it's dumb. I I completely disagree with you. I guess on this point, I just it doesn't make any sense to I me. Mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would love for him to be the Green Arrow, and I already know that he's going to be the Green Arrow. But it's just point in fashion is when and i feel like they're doing this because they need to know that we that as as producers and as screenwriters they want to make sure that that part is being so they want to make sure that they know to give to the audience that oliver is still affected by what um chase has done to him but in some way or form the, so, you completely take not, the air out of that when you send him out that's what i'm saying like i get it but at the same time you just there's something like when you're watching there's something like if you're going out why not dress up or if you don't want to dress up why are you going out? it doesn't make sense i get where you're coming i get that it's the mantle or whatever but that again that's taking itself way too serious and i get why they're doing it but it's like they didn't go the full direction. They didn't go the okay, full. Okay, well, length. how are you gonna feel? Okay, well, how are you gonna feel about Spider-Man: Homecoming when that happens? I, I when think, Tony Stark I, doesn't feel he's ready. Yeah, to well, be that's Spider-Man. that's not himself. That that's Iron Man doing that to him. That's not him to himself. Like, oh, I'm not gonna. That would be like. Uh, Batman deciding, oh, you know what? I, I'm not worthy of being Batman anymore. But then just changing himself so now he's Catman and he goes out and he fights crime. It's like, what's the difference? It doesn't make any sense. That's that's my point. It's like, you can't just say, oh, I'm not worthy of being this person anymore and then go out and do the exact same thing as somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't make sense. I guess I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I, I just it I don't know it like it bothers me watching it. it again it's not like it's ruining the season or even the episode it's just like it, I see it I'm just like what why what why not just put the freaking hood on it's dumb I, I don't know all so right it's mask man yeah arrow. <laughs> exactly like what's the difference <laughs> you're doing the exact same thing all right I, mean, uh, I guess I guess I guess I see where you're coming from yeah all right uh do you have anything else or do you want to move on uh, the show is yours from here on out. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we can talk a little bit about Blacklist, but first, let's let me talk about Supernatural. Um, this episode was pretty good. I I do. We finally got uh, we we progressed a little bit on the Nephilim or however you say, Nephilim storyline. 
Um, so I'm very interested to see what you think of that. So I won't spoil exactly what happens, but we finally progressed on that storyline. Also, Cass comes back in this episode. So good stuff. I, I guess this the point of this is it's good when they progress the story, when it's not just filler or it's not just, oh, we're going to do this random storyline or this random story. Focus, please. This season. Well, what do you think about the stuff that happened geez. with the with the men of letters? Where I think his name was Mick was trying to. I thought that's how it was actually pretty like before the filler, yeah. Um, like with the men of letters and and how Mick was basically trying to question the code in the men of letters at that point. Yeah, I think we discussed that episode. But yeah, um, I thought I thought I thought that was pretty good. I am interested to see where that comes into play because no. it's. But the it's, thing is. That, that the men of letters doesn't come up in this episode at all, at all. That's, that's well, I know, and, and that's a problem. Exactly, because it, they're becoming it, it's it's there's it's, too many storylines. Exactly, and they need to find a way to weave them together. Yeah, because it's it's kind of like Dean of Winchester competing against the British men of letters, and now they're on the now they're hunting the men of letters. I don't know. I'm sorry. Now the men of letters are hunting the Winchesters. Mary Winchester is off doing whatever, and they have this nephro, I don't even know how to pronounce it, um, thing going on yeah. with Devil's Baby. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, they need to focus. That's the bottom line. It's a messy, good season. That's how I'm going to describe it. Yeah. A messy, good season. Oh, I don't know if I would. It's messy. That's I would leave it there. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. Blacklist. You obviously didn't watch this latest episode. It's good. It's it's pretty good. Um, but the let's talk about that last episode. The second episode in their two-hour kind of return. Um, whew, that was that was great. Um, it was a kind of a, almost a flashback episode. I mean, we had it, we had some current stuff, but a lot of it was just flashbacks um, with Mr. Kaplan and kind of her origin story almost. And a lot of the times when you give a mysterious character an origin story, it does not work. But this time, man, it worked. Um, I really, really liked that episode, uh, Requiem. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. She. You just find out Mr. Kaplan is very capable in this episode. Well, mm-hmm. those episodes, she is a major threat, and you find out how close she actually is to, um, God, to Elizabeth's mom, yeah. and and to Reddington. Um, so it's crazy just seeing all that really come down to fruition. Yeah. And we're getting ever, ever so closer to finally getting answers. And that that was as because, like I said, they were they had a back to back thing where it was two hours. Right. In the first episode of that, I was sitting here and I'm like, OK, we're finally getting some of these answers, but it's almost too little too late. I don't know if it's worth it anymore. Um, but now it's that episode gave me gave us a lot of answers, but also didn't give us a necessarily everything like it didn't serve it up on a silver platter and say okay this is everything you know yeah i mean it's the the thing about the show is like sometimes when i don't care to watch it it throws out like these hints or mm-hmm. they're just like they throw out these crumbs where it's like yeah but you should totally come back because then this happens you're just like crap <laughs> uh-huh. um so i will say that about the show the show sometimes has a lot of filler and it'll just throw stuff out there randomly. What makes you come back? I mean, that's the thing I will say about about Blacklist. Oh my gosh, I hate this Navabi freaking romance with that. What's his name, Carlos? Um, with a rom. I hate yeah. the freaking. Oh my gosh, it is so annoying. It's so annoying. A rom is very annoying as well. It's. Like, do you not want to date Navabi? And Navabi, did you not want to date Aram? Yeah. First of all, she slept with she slept with a wrestler, and then Aram was pissed, and then Aram got with another girl. Understandable. Slept with your bro, and then you had the chance to get her this season, which we clearly saw, and then you said no, and then when you were about to get her, you go ahead and sleep with your psycho ex-girlfriend who tried to kill you logic 
what? Um, there. I, I don't. I hate I to break it to understand. you, but there's more of just like, wait, why? What in the next episode with them? <laughs> just so you know, there's one thing that happens where you're just like, wait, what? Why are you mad at what? Um, yeah. So I, I and agree. Then, and then she likes to completely be a cold person. Like you don't see any emotion from her. She's just like, I don't really care what you have to do or anything about that. I don't even care about your life. And I'm just like, shut up, woman. Shut up. You were crying about Elizabeth last season. And you didn't like her. Shut your mouth. It was, I don't know, man. I'm so sick and tired of that crap. Okay? It's so annoying. Do you think it's going to be satisfying when they get together? Probably not. Because I'm going to be like, finally. Damn. You guys should have been married by now. You. Navabi, you should have been pregnant by now. Like, that's how serious this is. Right? Like, they needed to, like, get together since day one. Because clearly there's connect, there's a connection, you know? And yeah. they're just sitting there and they're just like, oh, well, you know, let's sleep around, you know? It's just like, it's just, it's like literally staring at your soulmate and saying, hey, it's amazing that you're here right now. Yeah. But she's really attractive. So let me go sleep with her and then... Let me go sleep with some somebody else, and then I'll come back to you. Yeah, that's so ridiculously dumb, and I, it's dumb. Like I, I know they're gonna end up together, but it's I'm so annoyed at this point. It's I feel like I'm in high school. I feel like I'm legit watching a high school relationship. Um. All right. Uh, do you have a recommendation before we sign out? Um, I have a recommendation to not watch The Circle. Don't do it. It is, uh, yeah, anti recommendation, guys. Um, don't watch the circle. Seriously, look, I, you know me, you know me. I will always promote you to go see a movie, even if it's bad, just because. Don't always take our opinions, but this time, seriously, don't spend your money. Okay, just don't do it. You know, go see something else like Colossal or The Lost City of Z. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I might I might go see those movies tonight. I might go see those movies. Yeah. Um, but it. seriously, don't watch that movie. It's an anti recommendation started here on Screenfellas podcast, um, presented to you by Ozzy Castro. There it is. Take it away, Carlos. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We probably recommended this, and I might have recommended it recently, just because I watched it on Netflix not that long ago. Um, and I know you'll agree with this one, but Kubo, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh boy, it, it's on what? Netflix, so um, you have no reason not to watch it. Watch it. That's all I have to say. We've talked I ad nauseum about it. So agree. <laughs> Kubo and the Two Freaking Strings is on Netflix. Yeah. And so is Utopia. Oh, well. So y'all want? I want from you. I, so I want from you guys to tell me who should have won the Oscar. <laughs> I think it's going to be that very was clear. Stupid. <laughs> No, Kuba and the two strings should have won. Yeah, well, for sure. dude, I agree with you. I'm not. <laughs> I, I I think if anything, Moana could could have beaten it. But geez, Zootopia, really? That's where we are right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. Anyway, all right, Ozzy, why don't you send us out? Yes, I will send us out, Carlos. Where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery Four Five Six, and make sure you follow Screenfellows all over social media, all at Screenfellows Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube as well. Um, we will be releasing YouTube videos um, more and more as we move into the summer, and it's pretty soon as well. So definitely check that out. Of course, man. And you can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. And again, if you guys have any topics, any shows that you guys want to recommend, any films that you guys want to recommend, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. All right, guys. Carlos, are you ready for this? Sure. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like I'm going to hype this up so much. I'm what are you hyping? Oh, by the way, by the way, guys, I'm going to try to review 13 Reasons Why on Tuesday. Just before, I just want to let you guys know that before I let you go, um, I have not started the show, but I have all day Tuesday and Monday off. I don't know why I said it like that, but I have those two days off. Um, so, 
it's going to be a lot of binging to do. Good luck with that. I mean, Jeez, that's a lot of TV to watch in that amount exactly. of time. I don't even know how many episodes there are, so I might have spent like seven hours one day, yeah. eight hours another day. I'm going to try to get early start Sunday. But yeah, goal is three days. Wish me luck. But all right, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. Guys, this is Screen Fellas. Screen Fellas.